morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. All right, so here we are. Today's Wednesday, December the 9th of 2020. It's National Pastry Day. Hmm, pastries. Did you make a pastry for us this morning? I don't think I've ever made a pastry. What's a pastry? Could it be a donut? Or does it have to have, like, some cream cheese or some kind of... Danish looking stuff on it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't want to know that anything has cream cheese. Even like a delicious cinnamon roll, if somebody says it has cream cheese icing, to me it's like saying you have cottage cheese and it sounds disgusting. But if you eat it and you don't know it's cream cheese icing and someone tells you later, do you Mm. like it? No. Really? You know? I think I can figure it out. I think Mm. I can figure it out. I love it. You do? So you're one of those people who probably likes cheesecake too, right? Love it. Hate it. Disgusting. That's weird. I don't know. Something about the word cheese being thrown in there. No, I get it. And as I've gotten older, I'm even weird about putting cheese on like cheeseburgers. I'm not even sure if I like it on there. Really? Because some spots I'm like, oh, it's just too much. Hmm. All right. But like Leslie and Kai love cheese. Me too. It's like, oh, give me some more cheese. Mm -hmm. Like nachos. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. Like tons of cheese on that, but something. I don't know. Hmm. So National Pastry Day today. It's also Christmas card day. Oh, no. So this is when you need to have your Christmas cards going out. This is just another thing to make me feel guilty. What? No Christmas cards? Of course. When's the last time you sent Christmas cards? Uh, probably seven or eight years ago. <laughs> it's about the same for what me. What about you? No, it's Kai. Like when he was little, yeah. you know, we did some type of Christmas card thing. But the craziest part about the last Christmas card that we sent, it wasn't professionally shot. It was one of those where um, my, my sister-in-law took mm-hmm. the pictures and then, like, my wife liked the way she looked, and she liked the way Kai looked, but I wasn't real crazy about my picture, so I had to Photoshop my head. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, you didn't. I had to Photoshop my head from a different photo. Yeah, it was a... Oh, know. wow. If anybody saved that, it's probably mm-hmm. worth at least 30 or 40 cents. <laughs> but I love getting Christmas cards back no, you know, I when do. I was young. Yeah, and I like hanging them. Like, you know, when Christmas time, I like hanging old ones, like, on my yeah. fireplace and stuff. And that used to be a deal. Mm-hmm. Because you would wait and see who sent you a Christmas card. Mm-hmm. My favorite one, I used to get him from the King, Ooh. Jerry Lawler, and he yeah. would do artwork and stuff like that on him. That's fun. But he dumped me at some point. Oh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I moved too many times yeah. or if he just dumped me. I think you probably were dumped. Do you think I should ask him? Hey, yes. Man, do you still send Christmas cards? Why do I never get them anymore? We got one last year. From the King? Yeah. Okay. That's not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. Christmas card day. It's December the 9th. A little bit cold as you're getting going this morning. Temperature sitting at around 40. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1980 and Ronnie Millsap had the number one song in country music on this day. Smoky Mountain Rain. I keep on calling. Did you know Jonesboro's Marty Hesh is the president of the Roddy Millsap family? I did not know that. It's a big fan. He said that he was going as far as Gatlinburg. He sings his songs when he's part. climbed up in the cab all wet and cold and lonely. I 
wiped my eyes and told him about her. You should see him on his TikTok. Here we go, Ronnie Millsap. Smoky Mountain Rain. Sat number one 40 years ago today. I can't blame her for letting go. A woman needs someone warm to hold. I feel the rain running down my face. I'll find her no matter what it takes. One more time, y'all. You ready? Smoky Mountain <laughs> <laughs> Smoky mountain rain, so calling. Keep on calling her name. Smoky mountain rain, I'm searching. Can't go on this way. Ronnie Millsap. Smoky Mountain Rain. It was number one on this day in 1980. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Welcome to a Wednesday morning. It is December the 9th. And y'all, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip on the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah. He was big. The Netflix sensation that seemed to have kicked off the start of our quarantined life way back in March. Well, Joe still thinks that President Trump will pardon him. Right now, he's got 22 years in prison. He was charged with 17 counts of animal abuse and two counts of murder for hire. So naturally, he wrote a letter to Kim Kardashian asking for help. So uh, Joe must be tremendously desperate, too, because six months ago, he claimed that he was going to be dead in three months if he was forced to remain in prison, asking Kardashian or Kim and Cardi B for help. Well, Kim must have not responded because Joe reached out again to her with another long letter, basically telling her what he has lost, asking her to ask President Trump to read his letter on why he should be pardoned. Apparently, he wrote President Trump this big, long letter on why he should be pardoned. So if you're curious to read the full letter it is out oh you can read the full thing uh who knows what will happen kim kardashian's family did do a big photo shoot as joe exotic for um and carol baskin for halloween so we do know she knows who he is sure uh so so we'll see uh, about that when she's done some stuff to get people out and reform and all of Uh that so maybe if there's anybody in the world who can get joe exotic out it's kim kardashian Hey, got your gossip on Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was box office gold in the 80s and the 90s. But the question was, with this exhibition fight he just did, was he going to be box office gold again? Mike Tyson in 2020. I mean, many years have passed and you know he was basically retired and all that stuff. Well, the answer is a resounding yes. 
Here's what we're looking at. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., which took place November the 28th. They believe it sold more than 1.6 million pay-per-view buys. And it generated over $80 million in revenue. And those numbers right there means that the Mike Tyson fight in 2020 has made the top 10 of the most purchased pay-per-view events of all time. Watch him be like 90 years old, and he's still going to be fighting. But it was the curiosity of what was going to happen. How was it going to go? And I'll tell you, that night I was on social media, and Mm -hmm. my timeline was full of people talking Mike Tyson. I know. And Snoop Dogg and Roy Jones Jr. (laughs) And the fight ended in a draw. Mm -hmm. But Mike Tyson, still a bankable draw in 2020. Got you gossip on Mike, the situation, Sorrentino. So one of the main characters, the main stars on the reality show, Jersey Shore. But Mike is reportedly behind on his court-ordered community service hours. Hmm. Now, the reason he has these hours is because Mike and his brother Mark got into some trouble for tax evasion and falsifying records for millions of dollars. They actually both spent some time in prison and both had to do some community service. Well, Mike is in a little bit more trouble right now because he has only completed 18 hours of the 500 hours he was supposed to complete. Oh my so reportedly a judge is issuing a written warning against Mike after receiving the complaint from his probation officer like, hey, he's not doing his hours. Yeah. Uh, so there hasn't really been anything from Mike's rep yet, but I think they're saying that COVID is the reason he hasn't been able to get out right. and, and achieve you know, his community service hours. But uh, there's that. Well, he still owes them 482 of the 500 hours. So. Right. He's got a few left. We'll see how that works out. And the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart, congratulations to 24K Golden, the number one song this week. Baby, I ain't playing by your rules. Everything look better with a view. Why you always in the mood? Around like you're brand new. I ain't trying to tell you what to do. My son loves cool. this song. Baby, so anyway, that's number one. The reason we bring it up is the number two song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart is this one. First released in 1994. It's yeah. number two yeah. this week. Number two on the Billboard Hot 100, and the song was put out in 94. That's pretty crazy. Other other songs in the top five that are Christmas-related, and these are funny to me, too. Number four this week is our good friend Brenda Lee. Rocking around Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. And then we also, don't forget Bobby Helms, because he's made the top ten. He's number nine with Jingle Bell Rock. So, now the jingle hop Christmas is now impacting the Billboard Hot 100 charts again. So get ready for that. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip.
Brandon Baxter in the morning. On Arkansas's morning show, this is Brandon Baxter in the morning. Oh, the holidays. It's the most joyous time of the year. It's beginning yes. to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. You know, we've been trying to do the whole Christmas mood with Kai. Yeah. And Kai, much like his father, is not a huge fan of Christmas music. So if my wife decides to clean the house and play Christmas music, he is upset with it. <laughs> he would much rather hear, you know, 24K Golden or something right, like that. Right, right. So anyway... He's got that kind of working against him, but he does have presents under the tree. There's a few of them there, and he's all excited, wanting to pick them up, much like I was when I was a kid. He wanted to shake the presents, try to peek into the bag, and guess what he has. And sometimes, as kids, as you get older, you can pretty much predict what you're getting. Yeah. Because he knows box sizes and stuff like that. So, Uh, But, you know, we're still trying to make it as normal as you can in 2020. So it's like, hey, Kai, do you want to go look at Christmas lights? And I remember as a kid, if my Nana was going to take me to look at Christmas lights. It was like joy. Yeah. It was a big deal. You would turn on some Christmas music and you drive through these Mm -hmm. neighborhoods and everybody's house was lit up and it was beautiful. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because life has moved on so fast and kids are so busy, but Kai doesn't find it nearly as enjoyable as I did when I was a kid. It was such a big deal for, I think you and I, for us to get out of the house. Yeah. You know, for our, our kids now, it's like they're out of the house so much now, for us, it was a treat to be able to get out of the house, I think. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah. I remember like we'd go through and Anna would be like, which neighborhood do you want to go to now? Gosh. And we'd drive through and it seemed like all the houses were lit up, you know, and it was like almost like a make-believe land. Mm-hmm. And now you go through a neighborhood and there's like, well, out of one street, there might be four houses. I know. And you're like, people just aren't doing that like they yeah. used to do that. I know. You're and right. We don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. It's like the pandemic is not an excuse. Yeah. But if I if I picture my my neighborhood where I live, you know, and it's it's a little more isolated now than it used to be, but I don't know if there is one house with lights on it. Really? See, my my neighborhood, I like my neighborhood. My neighborhood is it's almost like they were like, you know what? COVID has kind of put a damper on things and we're going to make people happier. So your neighborhood stepped up. Yeah, I think they did. All right, I'll have to bring Kai to your neighborhood. Well, my house, not necessarily, but my, my neighbors did, for no, sure. You have the giant uh, Jedi in the front of your house. Well, he, he's not giant. Oh, he's not? Baby Yoda is not Your giant. inflatable isn't even a big inflatable? No, it's not a big inflatable. I, it's Baby Yoda. Well, you need to have a big Baby Yoda. Well. How big? Stand up and show me how big Baby Yoda is. No, he's Yoda about is. as big as I am. He's literally well, that's about good as sized. big as me. Yeah. That's a good size Yoda. Yeah. How much bigger do you need Yoda to be? Well, I mean, yeah. You're acting like it's a small Yoda. (laughs) Did you see that Home Depot or one of those places was selling stuff? I guess it was like a T-Rex. It was like 18. Is it? It wasn't. Was it 18 feet? That's funny. I guess. Or it must have been 12. I think it was 12 feet tall. I would do that. So now people who bought that for Halloween are decorating that for Christmas. I love it. Do it. I think it's fun. Just do different. Yeah. And see, we've said every year since Kyle was born, hey, we're going to put lights on the house. And here he is, 11, and we still haven't done it. You're running out of time. Don't tell me that, though. Do it. There is still time. We still have time. He just might not care anymore. Much like us trying to take him to look at Christmas lights. He just doesn't (laughs) care anymore. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Congratulations again to Chris Lane. They're pregnant. He and Lauren Bushnell are pregnant with their first child. They shared the whole uh, ultrasound, the first ultrasound where they showed us the baby and stuff like that. And I just had this vision as I was hearing that song of the first time we went in to, uh, you know, check on the whole ultrasound deal. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember remember being scared to death. Yeah. Because, you know, as as a first time parent, you don't know what to expect and you can watch stuff on YouTube and you can you can look at stuff on like whatever the the baby website was we used to go to where you could figure out the size of your baby. But like until you're living in the moment and you walk into the room, you really don't know what's going to happen. So I had seen on television for all these years that the way they did ultrasounds was, you know, the belly ultrasound. Oh, Brandon. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just assume they're going to put this little thing on there. It looks oh. like a paddle and like they're going to shock somebody. And- surprise, surprise. <laughs> and then- <laughs> the magical wand. And I'm thinking that Leslie even thought it was going to be like that. And then <laughs> there was that wand. <laughs> and I'm just going to tell go you. Where? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Surely that's for something different. Oh, God. Surely that's not for that. Because <laughs> that wand, I mean, oh, I'm not even the one having babies. I'm not even the one, you know, having to experience right, it. Of course. But I was scared of that wand. Right, right. And yeah. I'll never forget being in that room. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, what women go through. Oh my gosh, for real. Mm-hmm. I had new respect in that moment. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> and then That's the great other- story because so many men, I guarantee you, have have been through that exact moment. Like, what? what? Hang on, this isn't what what happens in the movies. Is it- where's all the where's the jelly in the belly and all uh-huh. that stuff? Yeah, what? Well, hang on. Yeah, it was it was a yeah, little different than right. I thought. Now it's kind of freaking uh-huh. out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I leave the room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. The other weird moment. I'll give you one more weird oh, moment. Oh, no. Because it's now that I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Kai's born, right, the um, the lady comes in to show you how to, you know, feed. I can't. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, what is happening? If I could have just been a nurse uh, in the room, if I could have just been standing there. I was like an SNL skit. Mm-mm. Because then they're they're like showing, well, here's what you do. And they're picking stuff up and moving stuff around. And I'm like, wait a minute. Easy over there. And then, I'll never forget, the nurse gave us the motion, like the facial no, motion of what the no. baby was supposed to be doing and how you would know the baby you, was laughing. Did you laugh? Did you laugh? I could just, she was just doing the face that the show baby me. was going to make. Was no. The, will you show me? Uh-uh, I'm not. No, I'm show not. Show me. No, Let's go Instagram I'm do live. It. I'm just telling you, man, if you are about to have your first kid and you haven't gone through it, it is one heck of an experience. Is it like a fish? Here, show me. No, it is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, but it was. And I'm like, I'll never, every time I would ever see this woman again, that's what I'll picture is yeah, her going yeah. in there like she was nursing. <laughs> that's what comes that's to mind. You know is it's a good teacher right there. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking right now. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So grocery stores all have signs up requiring masks. Well, maybe now they also need signs up requiring pants. Huh? The police in Talmadge Township, Michigan, got a call about a guy walking around in a grocery store completely bottomless. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Someone got his license plate number as he walked outside, and an officer pulled him over. But when the, the cop went back to his car, the bottomless guy took off running. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, the cops chased him, and eventually they did catch him, and we assume he was wearing shoes, but I guess you never know. So you mean, like, nothing? Nothing. Like, there was nothing? There was nothing. It was just the mistletoe. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's crazy. <laughs> right. But speaking of going to the grocery store, I was at the store yesterday and saw a man who was saying the most nasty things while walking up and down the aisle. He was picking up different kinds of breakfast foods off the shelves, shouting at the boxes and putting them back again. I asked the manager what the problem was. Turns out the guy's a serial offender. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is so vitally important to your life to make sure you are getting in plenty of water. Ugh. Oh, I could tell by the way you looked at me, you don't think you get enough. I know I don't. So how many glasses of water do you think, or how many bottles of water in a day? I would say, and this is this is probably below average, I would say three, three all, bottles of water today. I think I'm probably lower than that unless I'm working out. Really? Yeah. And then I go through a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. If I work out or something, I'll like two bottles of water. Does. Like, but. But no, not enough. Normally. Yeah. So is there water? Is there water content in beer? I'm sure there's a, a percentage. <laughs> Doesn't count though, no. does it? They say that people who drink at least six glasses of water a day tend to be a number of things. This is why you should drink more water. They tend to be happier. They Hmm. tend to be more optimistic. Hmm. They tend to have more energy. Hmm. And they're less likely to be late for work. All because of water. And when you really, like, you break it down, you talk to somebody, our bodies are made up of a lot of water. Yeah, it's like 70% water. Is that what the number is? Something like that. So way more than half. And we're not supplying it with the water, which then probably puts strain on everything it else. It does. I know. All of your inter- uh, internal organs and probably and even skin. your brain. Skin too. Oh, does it do that mm-hmm. too? Well, I look younger if I drink water. That's what they say. I am going to start funneling out of that water right. thing in the other mm-hmm. room. But anyway, they're saying at least six glasses of water a day. You tend to be happier, more optimistic and have more energy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesday morning is here. We appreciate you having us on your radio this morning. And y'all, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. So the biggest trending story in country music is Tim McGraw's Christmas tree. <laughs> so you can imagine the house that Tim McGraw and Faith Hill live in, right? Yeah. It looks like it has these extremely tall ceilings, like floors high. And I guess they decided they needed to fill the space in their house because their Christmas tree, Kelly, it's got to be 18 or 20 feet tall. Oh my goodness. Is that him? That's him. Like that's the tallest ladder you can get and bring inside your house. Tim McGraw is on the very top of the ladder putting the star on the tree. But do you see like... He's probably six feet tall, right? I don't right? think I would I would go that high. Oh, wow. What do you think? 18, 24 feet yes. tall? It's a crazy mm-hmm. huge Christmas tree. If you haven't seen it yet, you can check out the post. It's up on our blog. Uh, Tim says in the caption, A, Santa's uh, lead flying reindeer, or B, the wife trying to get rid of me before Christmas, oh. saying he might fall off of the ladder. But you can check out the post right now. It's up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog. Luke Bryan is throwing it back all the way back to 2006 to celebrate his 14th anniversary anniversary with his wife, Caroline. And to mark his wedding day anniversary of 2006, he shared a photo from their younger days. And it looks like it was actually on their wedding day. And to fast forward to today, to today the happy couple, now they have two kids together. They've been married for four 
14 years, and they've both been sharing sweet messages back and forth on Instagram to each other. Luke said, happy 14th anniversary, my love. What a ride it's been. I love you so much. We be looking young in this one. I Aww. love you. And then yeah. uh, he, she posted a ton of pictures uh, celebrating, saying marriage, being with the one person you get to annoy for the rest of your life. Luke, you are one brave man. Happy 14th anniversary, love bug. Super sweet. We have the photos up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog at kfine.com. I was going through those pictures. Of course, his were, were pretty sweet. Hers, when she posted, uh, it's all these silly things Funny that they ones. do, and it really shows the personality yeah. of them as a couple. So that's up on the blog today. Uh, also news out in country music that they're looking to find a major league baseball team and bring it to Nashville. Hmm. And a number of big uh, country stars have joined forces to try to back this idea because Nashville's a booming metropolis now. So many people want to move there and they believe it's time to have a major league baseball team in Music City. So Luke Combs, Kane Brown, Darius Rucker, and Justin Timberlake are all saying they'll back hmm. a team if they can get one in Nashville. So we'll see if that happens, but that would be a huge deal to have a team in Nashville. Last night on The Voice, Coach Kelly Clarkson performed and brought a special guest with her. And that special guest was one of my favorites, Brett Eldridge. And they took the stage to perform one of their Christmas duets, Under the Mistletoe. This is what it sounded like. Everything I tried to keep you from getting inside works until I see your face. I linger hoping you might stay. Wrapped up in your arms is where I want to spend my night. So hard, how much I want you. Do so you think about how I want you to Is it too late, too late to let you know I can't quite escape how much I need you? You're walking towards me. performance we have it up on the brandon baxter in the morning blog at kfine.com kfin.com that's your country music news on arkansas's morning show brandon baxter in the morning and kelly perry i have one question for you are you ready to celebrate some local people let's do it let's do the birthdays happy birthday to you oh yeah. happy birthday to you happy birthday Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Well, 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 time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, December the 9th of 2020. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Mary Claire Meyer of Rogers, Arkansas. Happy birthday, Mary. So this is your cousin? She's my cousin, yeah. Yeah, happy birthday. She gets to listen to the podcast, I guess? She does, yes. All right, any, listens every day. Is there any rumor or any truth to the fact that her favorite song is by Dave Matthews, the song Crash Into Me? Uh, there is, uh, yes, there is a small truth to that. Yeah, she likes that song. Yes. Is there any truth to the fact, is it still true that Mary Claire Meyer was recently hit by a car? She was recently jogging, hit by a car, and survived. All right. And she's still jogging. Did she flip? Yes. No, she didn't. She She went flying? No, she she didn't. She hit the hood of the car and survived. Well, how about that? Yes, she is a medical marvel. She, that is one thing. She She is is. a modern miracle. She is. So, Mary Claire Meyer. Happy birthday. Celebrating a birthday today. (laughs) Our favorite song, Crash Into Me. (laughs) 
Happy birthday goes out to Dustin Thomas, who celebrates today. Tim Lawrence is celebrating. Macy Runyon, who's a teacher at Swifton Middle School, is turning 28. Happy birthday and love from Hunter and Braley. Chantel Martin of Manila turns seven. Lee Andrews from Wynn has a birthday. And Joey Towery from Driver, Arkansas, celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Michaela Maroney is 25, an Olympic gymnast. Simon Helberg is 40. That's Howard on The Big Bang Theory. Yep. Jesse Metcalf is 42. He was on Desperate Housewives. Trey Cool is 48. Oh, Brandon, Green what? Day. Oh, I can play some Green Day. Tattoos and memories and asking on trial for what it's worth. It was worth all the while It's something unpredictable In the end that's right I hope you had the time of your life For those of you who have listened for a long time, I did a goodbye video on Kiss FM to that. I cried. Oh my gosh, I was boo-hooing <laughs> like a baby. It all keeps It's Green Day. What was the name of this album? What was it? I forget. Just tell me. That's Basket Case by Green Day. One more Green Day. It's Trey Cool's birthday. Alright, Trey Cool is 48 from Green Day. Jacob Dylan, the lead singer of the Wallflowers, is 51 today. Oh, can I do... They did that song, One Headlight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can play that one and bring back some memories to it. Happy birthday, Jacob Dylan, who celebrates today. Ooh, one of your good friends. Kurt yep. Angle is 52 today. Happy birthday, Kurt. If you go back and look at his career, his very first wrestling manager, probably tag team partner, too, is sitting in the same room with you right now. Hey. Yeah, we brought Kurt into Memphis, Power Pro Wrestling. I guess it was 1999. It's his first year. And we're like, hey, this guy's going to be really good. And that guy became really, really, really yeah. good. One of the greats, Kurt Angle. He celebrates today. He's 52. Happy birthday. Fel- Felicity Huffman is 58 today from Desperate Housewives. And Donny Osmond celebrates a birthday today. He is 63. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Stock and ring. Happy birthday to my good friend Donnie Osmond, <laughs> who turns 63 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. This is the K Fine Breakfast Club, all powered by Families Inc., and we're joined this morning on the phone by Mindy Hendricks from the American Red Cross. Mindy, how are you this good morning? morning. I'm so great. How are you guys? Hey, good. we're good. So I noticed I'm dialing a 573 number. Where does that mean you are this morning? I am in a little town called Chaffee, Missouri. All right. 
So your territory, though, includes uh, much of northeast Arkansas, right? Yes. Yep. Most of northeast Arkansas, from Mississippi County down to St. Francis County. And we're talking about Mississippi County here in a few minutes with the uh, blood drive that's happening coming up tomorrow and Friday. But, Mindy, this morning I said to you as, as we got you ready to come on the air, I said, are things ready? Are you ready to be on the radio? And you said, the dogs are up and my daughter's eating cereal, so everything's good. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's the life now with working from home all the time. Yeah, so what's the cereal of choice this morning? Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, always. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have to go to Sam's Club and get, like, the double box, you know, where it has all the cereal. <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite cereal. It, it wasn't my favorite when I was a kid. I loved Cookie Crisp when I, when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But Cinnamon Toast Crunch now is so Mindy, good. do you drink the milk after the cereal? I I do. Yeah, especially after Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But I think that's the only cereal that you can drink the milk after. Okay, fair enough. the same when it's like Fruity Pebbles, you know? Or yeah. Yeah. And they're all flaky. Whenever yeah. I would see my brother and sister drink the milk, and it, did, it didn't matter if it was even Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm like, that's kind of disgusting. <laughs> it's like you're drinking the yeah. residuals. The residuals. <laughs> Do you still think it's disgusting now as an adult? Oh, yeah, 100%. He, he does. And my son is a huge fan of milk, Like, and he wants milk right before he goes to bed. He's 11, right? So he pours himself this big glass of milk, puts a straw in there, and essentially is drinking it like it's a, like a, um, a slush or something. Like a treat. And it's disgusting to me every time. <laughs> Not a milk fan. Yeah, I don't know if I could drink milk like that. <laughs> no. And he just loves it. He's like, Dad, I love it. It makes me healthy. I'm like, ugh. Well, that, yeah, that's wonderful. Good for him. So let's talk about this blood drive it's happening uh, coming up. Yeah, it's more on his mom. Let's talk about this blood drive happening in Blyville. It kicks off tomorrow and goes tomorrow and Friday. Uh, the American Red Cross is in need of blood donors right now, right? Yes, the pandemic is taking um, a toll on our blood supply. I mean, it really has all year. And coming down to the end of the fall, we usually get a majority of our blood, 20% of our blood from high schools and colleges. And that just isn't the case right now um, with all these schools being virtual and people just aren't really out as much as they they normally are. Um, but, but, I mean, things don't stop. Cancer treat, treatments don't stop. Car accidents don't stop. Sickle cell anemia patients still need their regular transfusions. Um, the need for blood is still there and the, the blood coming in is not the same. Are you hearing from people who are maybe a little bit more leery of donating right now because of the pandemic? We are. Um, So some people just are scared of the precautions that we're taking. Um, And oddly enough, more than anything, the antibody testing that we offer um, through the blood donation is actually kind of like the most hesitant part of it. Um, So when we we say we test for antibodies, it's really just an additional test that's ran on the donated blood at the end of the testing and processing part of it at the lab. So it's not even anything that changes at the blood drive. And we're just checking to see if you've been exposed to COVID before. And if so, if your plasma can be donated to help other COVID patients. And that really is like the, the big thing. I think that people think that um, COVID patients are people who are actively I guess infected, are coming to the blood drive to try to donate blood. And that's not really the case. I mean, the Red Cross has taken some really great um, strategies and kind of 
taking these steps at the blood drives to ensure that the donor safety, the staff safety, um, we are checking temperatures at the door before you even get to come in. If your temperature is over 99.5, they have to send you away. Um, we're making everyone wear masks. If you don't have one, one's supplied for you. Um, extra cleaning between every donor, um, hand sanitizer throughout the donation process, and the, the social distancing. So trying to keep everyone as far apart as possible. So um, the precautions that we're taking, honestly, I am super proud to say that not one person from our mobile staff has had the coronavirus since the beginning of it. And we see a lot of people. Yeah. So whatever it is that we're doing and the donors that are coming in, we're all, we're all doing it the right way. So let's talk about your times and your location. Again, the blood drive's happening in Blyville, and it's tomorrow and Friday. Where's this going to be held? It's going to be at the Pilgrim Rest um, Missionary Baptist Church. They're on the corner of Muddle, of Ruddle in Maine. Um, and we're going to, yep, like you said, we're going to be there Thursday and Friday from 1230 to 530. Um we have really great appointments for Thursday, but not so much on Friday. So if you can make it on Friday, there's not going to be hardly any wait at all <laughs> right now with the, the appointments to look in the way they do. So let's talk about like a goal. Do you set a goal as the American Red Cross of, hey, if we can get this many donations in Blyville, we can help this many lives? Do you guys look at numbers like that? Yeah. So kind of how it works is like we talk to the hospitals and we see how much blood the hospital needs and then... We build our calendar to that. So, you know, we look at what Great River needs, and we set a hospital commitment. So our hospital commitment for this blood drive is 100 units. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed that can be something that comes into that. So um, we really go into it hoping to be able to, to match that hospital commitment, and that's kind of how we build our whole month of calendars. So. I guess as people, we probably just take it for granted that, hey, if we ever needed a surgery, if there was an accident, a car accident or, or anything, that the blood was just going to be there. But if it wasn't for people donating, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I mean, it can't, it can't be frozen. It does go bad in like 42 days. Um, platelets can only be used within five days. So it is definitely something that I think – even before I got into this job, I, I didn't understand it. Like, my great-grandma had to get blood, and I was like, oh, she's getting the blood transfusion. Like, I just didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now that I work in it and I see it and I hear all the stories about how lives were saved, um, I have a, a really great friend of mine, and her mom was in the hospital about a month or two ago, and um, her iron was extremely low, and she ended up needing three units of blood but couldn't get it because it wasn't there. So she had to wait like six hours for her for her blood to come, and then was able to get her transfusion, but was only able to get two bags, and she really needed three. So I don't, I just don't think that until it hits personally and you've heard about it before, does it like really resonate the importance of being able to donate blood and then being able to do it consistently too. Mindy, if people want to find out more about the blood drive happening tomorrow and Friday in Blyville, where's the best spot to get more information or to book those appointments? Yes, visit us at um, redcrossblood.org or download our blood donor app. Those are the easiest ways to kind of track everything through there. Again, it's a blood drive happening in Blyville at the Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church. It's happening tomorrow and Friday from 1230 until 530. And Mindy Hendricks joins us on the phone from the American Red Cross. Mindy, we appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope to see you guys there. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. We have one of Kelly's longtime friends on the phone, so we're going to talk secrets before we talk about anything oh, else. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get the gossip, man. You talk about gotcha gossip. If anybody's gotcha gossip, it's Tammy Dunnigan. This is going to be good. <laughs> Tammy Dunnigan, St. Bernard's. She is the education coordinator, and there's a free health screening happening on Friday, and I was looking through the stuff that you guys are screening for, and quite frankly, it seems like it's just about everything. Yes, we're trying to cover all the important things. <laughs> so what are you seeing? Like in, uh, you know, we're in a COVID time. Obviously, we don't have to mention it because it's obvious, but let's mention it because uh, there's a lot of people who are probably in the house more. There's a lot of people who might be eating worse. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was awful. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't eating well. Uh, I've tried to fix that in the last couple of months, but I would imagine you guys see a bunch of people who are a little bit off the rails right now. Yes, I think we all are. Um, you know, we're we're at home more, not getting out, not exercising. You know, people are uh, more confined. We're probably, you know, not eating very well. Uh, a lot of people are cooking more at home. Um, so, it, you know, it's a really good time to get out and uh, check and see how you're doing. You know, I'm kind of lucky because um, I do a, I have, I do testosterone, so I'm obviously checking blood pressure and things mm-hmm. like that and, and blood work. But a lot of people, uh, they don't get their blood work checked that often, and they're really there's probably some things that they might run into because they're not checking that that they could have prevented mm-hmm. if they would have kind of known where they were standing. Yes, knowing is the important thing because then you can start working, you know, to do. And we also offer education at this free screening. So where if, you know, you're having a blood pressure issue or maybe your, um, you know, anemia is a little low or things like that, we can uh, help you direct you to the right person or give you some information that could help you, you know, work on that. You know, sometimes I'll eat something sweet, right? And it's kind of like that weird deal where I eat something sweet, then I kind of feel bad. And I'm sitting here going, is it just because I've hit so much sugar into my body at once or am I borderline diabetic and don't know? And I think that's something that a lot of us not knowing can actually cause a whole bunch of problems down the road. This free health screening that's happening coming up on Friday, let's talk about what you're going to be checking for. And again, explain this is free. It's all free. Um, it's from 7 to 10 on Friday, December 11th at St. Bernard's Health and Wellness. And we're offering blood pressure, heart weight, BMI, anemia, uh, glucose, hemoglobin A1C, that's your average blood sugar. So that's really good to know how you've been doing the past three months. Mm-hmm. Um, lipid panel, that's your total HDL, LDL. That's your whole lipid panel. I mean, that's everything. Um and then we're also, we've added a free colon cancer screening. If you're 45 years old or older or you have a family history of colon cancer, that's something we've just started offering recently. And so, you know, it's covering a lot of areas of your health. And it's such a good idea to you know, keep an eye on this. Mm-hmm. So the colon cancer screening, is that blood work that's done? or, or the No, other? that is a take-home kit that will instruct you on how to do to collect it and then you mail it back yeah but that's that's a great thing yeah. to know too so uh yes. let's talk about like people who might be interested obviously they hear this and they're like ah i really kind of want to know where i stand i want to make sure that i'm healthy and and doing everything that i can do people need to book appointments do they just show up on friday or how does that work 
They just show up. It usually takes about 15 minutes to get through the screening. Um, we're there from 7 to 10, and um, no appointments needed. Like I said, everything's free. We can get you in and out. We are um, following all COVID precautions. Uh, a mask must be worn. And, of course, we're doing socially distancing and mask and, you know, following all the procedures to keep you safe. Now, do people need to come in uh, in a fasted state, or or how is that? How does that work when you're doing this type of a test? Yes, um, for the lipid panel and the glucose, the best thing is to not eat eight to twelve hours before the test. And you can have your water, mm-hmm. um, you can have your black coffee, no cream or sugar. Um, and like I said, eight to twelve hours is what's suggested for that to be, you know, the, the most accurate test. And again, St. Bernard's is doing these free health screenings coming up on Friday at St. Bernard's Health and Wellness from 7 until 10. And I think it just speaks for what St. Bernard's does because, I mean, you could go to a doctor and pay for all of these different things individually and all that. But you guys are just saying, hey, we want the community to be help, uh, to be healthy and you're reinvesting in the community. And I think it's cool you've made it free. Yes. Yes, we do that quite often. Um, and, and like you said, it's for our community. It's for you know, our family and anyone, you know, can come. So Tammy, if people want more information on the health screenings happening on Friday, is there a spot they can go to get more information? Yes, stmenards.info. And it's on our calendar. There's um, probably some phone numbers on there that you would call if you had questions. But again, no appointment and it's free. There you go. Checking for blood pressure, height, weight, BMI, anemia, glucose, hemoglobin, A1C, the lipid panel, and colon cancer as well. St. Bernard's free health screenings coming up on Friday. Tammy, we appreciate yep. your time this morning. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. We'll bye get, We'll get those juicy details later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Bye. Tammy Dunnigan joins us this morning from St. Bernard's on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesdays are all about the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. And we have a clinical psychologist on the phone with us this morning, but she happens to be a friend of ours now because we try to befriend people who can read our minds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but let's you let's be honest free services yeah, I, know, I know what you're up to but let's be honest you always get a little bit nervous uh, when we talk to her because you think she's going to tell you what's wrong with you no yeah and there's so much there's a list and i, I guarantee you she she has a file <laughs> well i didn't keep thinking that that's good yeah we'll keep him on his toes yeah dr dana watson family's inc counseling services is on with us we always love having you on because we get to talk about things like we get to talk about real life. A lot of times on this show, we try to escape real life. And when we get to talk mm. to you, you know, we get to address things that everybody's kind of feeling. And we always try to find topics that are going to touch everybody. And I think holiday depression and the differences uh, of holidays in 2020, man, I think everybody's feeling that because we're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas and it's going to be different no matter how we want to try to paint it. It's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I was really, I called it like, putting lipstick on this holiday pig, you know, because it really is like, how are we going to dress it up? Because uh, it's different. It's different in a lot of ways and and not in all good ways for people, for sure. And I think overall people are so exhausted, you know, physically and emotionally, Um, you know, and please don't get me started on how hard virtual school days have been, juggling (laughs) virtual school and jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm praying like, 
so many parents out there that my children just don't suffer or regress from my mm-hmm. teaching them. And, you know, <laughs> certainly I use the term teaching very loosely. No, because we hear the horror stories all the time from people who are, you know, trying to teach their kids and the, Gosh, the yeah. fears from parents that maybe they're not doing a good mm-hmm. job. I think that's so universal right now. Oh, I mean, I, I personally have never felt more incompetent as a parent and like a human um, <laughs> is what I've been trying to teach. Long division, you know, it's like yes. the strongest mm. test of my overall general knowledge of intermediate math, but even more like a test of my stress tolerance as a person. So I don't know. Let's just let's just move on before I break down. But here's what's cool about talking to you. I think it's important for people to hear that stuff like this is difficult for you too, because so many of us feel like, you know, we're barely keeping our heads above water. And I think it's kind of reassuring to people to hear that even somebody who's a psychologist feels the same way. We're all going through the same stuff. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to help. (laughs) I'm glad to help with my own pain. You're normal. You're so normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do think that, you know, like as a psychologist or mental health professional, helping other people find perspective or normalizing their feelings is hopefully two of the best services that I provide. But I definitely know what you mean. You know, I mean, it is comforting to all of us to know that we're not alone or that we're not less than or, or doing worse than other people. And, you know, that that our feelings and our struggles and, and then, you know, our blow ups and meltdowns even make a lot of sense given the burdens that we're carrying and the prolonged nature of how long we have carried them. I mean, I think if we go back and we look at, you know, March or April, nobody realized how many months, how long we'd be dealing with COVID or how much our life would change. I think my thought was, Hey, this is going to be, you know, a month or two and then it's done. And it's really Mm -hmm. continued to drag on. Oh, isn't that the truth? And, and so many people, have experienced, you know, huge changes in life altering losses already. And, and I would like to talk more about, you know, that next week when we focus a little more intensely on grief, Mm -hmm. but for, for those who haven't lost jobs or, or lost homes or lost loved ones or haven't yet, you know, still the burdens and the changes and the interruptions to our lives are so very real and they're persistent and they just become heavier. You know, they require us to manage all the things we were managing in February and we just have to continue to make more and more adjustments and try to compensate for changes and losses. And it becomes really heavy um, as every required shift takes place. And, you know, our minds and our bodies have to find a way to make all the adjustments. And as humans, our brains like routines because predictability feels safe and easier. And honestly, we just don't like a bunch of changes and having to find new ways to make things work. You know, it really seems like as we're kind of looking at the holidays that our holiday routines and the plans this year are going to change because of the pandemic. And what do you say to people who are not able to either celebrate the holidays like they normally would? Maybe they don't have the money to spend this year on gifts, or maybe they can't be around their family or they can't go to see their family like they normally would. What do you say to those people? Well, I mean, I say I'm really sorry because I am truly very sorry. I hate this whole pandemic, too, and that any of us are having to make these hard choices. So when I'm with a a client, we usually spend time processing their thoughts and feelings and just normalizing them and validating that pain, um, you know, that's associated with those thoughts and their fears. 
And I think having somebody to talk to and somebody who will listen is so important because I know how it feels when, you know, my wife listens to me when I'm struggling with something, or I know how much she likes it whenever uh, I listen to her when she wants to talk about her feelings. That's so important to have communication. Yes, and good for you for connecting with your wife and being present for her when she needs you. You know, you don't have to say a lot, and you for sure don't want to jump into fix-it mode. You just have to allow the other person time to express themselves and to be heard. Mm -hmm. Because when we feel heard and understood, then we feel safe, and we can begin to look for solutions. We can't do that when our brains are still fighting for recognition and understanding of our feelings. Um, our brains are like in a totally different mode. But with empathy and validation, our brains can be soothed and, and it can be very connecting for us as as people, as humans. So then then it's time for us as dudes to jump straight into fix-it mode, right? Because we're so mm. good at fixing things, <laughs> right? Oh. Well, I would say then it's time to move into like an exploring our options mode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as a psychologist, I spend a lot of time trying to be curious as to what might feel good to the other person. What do they think would be helpful to them? What do they think they need or need to do to move forward? It's not really about what I think they should be doing. It's about what they need at that particular time. You know, and it's like, it's like when I go to Weight Watchers every week, I don't need that meeting leader to tell me how to lose weight. Right. You know, at this age and time, I get how it works. Right. But I do need them to support me and to encourage me and then maybe help me set some small and obtainable goal. And I get that. I think most of us probably uh, do know what we need to be doing, but we get stuck in a rut. We get stuck <clears throat> in that funk or overwhelmed, and it's hard to do the things that we know we need to do. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, so when I'm with someone, I encourage them to find and do really small things every day, like, like make a gratitude list and keep it on the fridge of the things that are good, that are working, you know, and that they feel blessed to have in their life so that they can see it and they can be reminded of it and then have everybody in the house add to it, you know, and then I tell them to do things for themselves, like take short walks and listen to uplifting music or podcasts or books on tape. And just to really create some time in the day to check in on themselves mm -hmm. and on their in on their loved ones, you know, to support them and then to allow those people to support them as well. Again, Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Counseling Services is on with us this morning. So in talking about the holidays, uh, obviously, normal traditions probably aren't going to look the same. Do you think it's a good time to maybe come up with some new traditions for uh, Christmas this year? Yeah, because look, if things work out, most of us might be back on track for most of the normal traditions next year. Right. So we really have a unique opportunity this year to change the narrative. You know, we can take some control and dress this pig up any way we want to. <laughs> right. And I, and I encourage people to make new traditions for this holiday season, like really get creative and especially in areas that you feel like you have lost control or that you're missing out. So like if you can't have ham and turkey with your parents and grandparents, maybe you eat a turkey TV dinner or Chinese food for Christmas while you Zoom all of them and you guys can play Pictionary or online bingo together. There are websites full of online games that you can Zoom and play together. You can just invite your friends and family. Or maybe you stay in your pajamas all day and you play board games with your family and you eat all your favorite junk food that you don't let into the house all year long. 
Um, and then, you know, if money is an issue, and I know it is for so many people, this is a wonderful time to start the tradition of writing love letters to your friends and family and really tell them about all the memories you have of them, how they've shaped you and how they've impacted your life. And I know that is so much more valuable to them than any type of, you know, object that you could give. So I love the idea of new traditions like junk food. Of course, I'm a fan of that. Games, love the idea of that. Pajamas, not having to get dressed up and wear uncomfortable clothes. Love I it. love the idea of that too. Uh, but what is your family personally, Dr. Dana Watson, the Dana Watson family? What are you guys going to be doing? Well, we are making new traditions as well. And, you know, we have decided that, uh, that we are going to donate some of our Christmas money and the time that we all have now since we can't go anywhere. And the kids have been making uh, drawings and friendship bead pins and bracelets for residents of one of our local nursing homes. Oh. And we're going to buy lotions and some candy for the residents and drop those off a couple of days before Christmas. You know, I think that's great, not only for the residents of the nursing home, but also for your kids to be a part of that experience and really see, you know, what Christmas is supposed to be all about. And that's, that's being there for other people. Yeah. I mean, my goal obviously is to model resilience for them first and foremost, you know, how to, how to change a narrative and how to make good out of some things that are, are, could potentially not be good, you know, but the, the overarching theme as well is that you can't Stay stuck in your own sorrow if you're doing good for others. Right. You know, it's impossible to not feel relief if you're focused on others and not your own pain, even for a short time. So I've been encouraging everybody that's come into my path probably over the last month or two to write letters and to send small trinkets to your local nursing home or the children's hospital or your elderly or your single neighbors. I mean, whether you pick five people or you pick 50 just create a new tradition that includes bringing joy to others because then you can find it again in yourself. It's Dr. Dana Watson, Families Inc. Counseling Services. Always awesome to have you on. And next week, if we could talk about that holiday grief because it's real, a lot of people feel that. I'd love to uh, have you back on same time next week to talk through that. Well, I would be, uh, it would be my pleasure to do it. You guys have a wonderful week. All right. You too, Dr. Dana Watson. And if you guys want to call Family Inc. for counseling or if you're struggling or you want to check out their telehealth, it's always available 870-933-6886. 870-933-6886. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Inc. Counseling Services, we have our friend Bethany Davis on the phone with us this morning. Bethany, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. Have you done your yoga yet today? Yes, I have. <laughs> so, because that's when we talk to you, Just we a little bit. Yeah, we talk yoga. We talk yoga with a twist and all of that. Yeah, we talk all the things. So Kelly always talks on a regular basis. I probably hear once a week. Have you seen what Bethany posted on social media? <laughs> I want to live her life. I mean, you just have to do some yoga and, you know, take time for yourself and you can live that life. <laughs> yeah. And that's what she says. She's like, everything seems so chill with Bethany. And I'm it always, it's all chill. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Our lives are chaos all the time. <laughs> that means you need to come to yoga even more. <laughs> uh, no, and we've talked about this before. We just, we just have to make the time to do it because I think uh, once I get past the initial, you know, pain of yoga, people who do it, I mean, they're, they're steadfast if they want to do that every single day. Yeah, but yoga should not be painful, so you need to come and we'll ease you in so it's not something that hurts. 
So I noticed the other day I was uh, at Arkansas State, right? Because I do the football games out there, and they have this this spot where I park, and I have to kick my leg up over like a rope to get to the parking area. Uh-oh. My first leg goes over really, really easily. My second leg sure. is the one that I struggle with. Right. So we'll do some yoga and we'll work on getting that second leg over that barrier. <laughs> is it just flexibility? Because I'm like, I don't know if I can get this leg up high enough. <laughs> it's a little bit of flexibility, which takes time. And then, I don't know, I guess I'd have to see the barrier, but oh. maybe you just need to go around it. I don't know. We'll figure it out together. <laughs> it is not a good side. I'll tell you that right now. So if people want, like if they want you to work with them on yoga, what's the best way to find you with yoga? Yes, you can send me um, a, a message on Instagram. I'm on there at Arc Yoga Girl. I also have a website, arcyogagirl.com, and you can send me a message there. I do private, and I've been doing a lot more of those, especially since COVID mm-hmm. has come up. Um, and I do groups as well outdoors, so you, we could do that. Or I have a Saturday yoga class at St. Bernard's right now. Um, I'll start that back up at the beginning of the year. We're in a big room with masks and we're distanced out. So we're just kind of making everything work in 2020 that we can. Yeah. And one of the things you're, you're doing right now, and I was reading on your social media about Project Warm, and this is something you've done in years past that, you know, it wasn't a COVID year. So it was a little bit easier to go out and do events. So Project Warm in 2020 has a different look. Let's talk about what Project Warm is and how people can help. Yeah, so Project Warm is essentially a coat drive, but with a little bit of a twist. So we actually write notes, little hand cards that have a positive message on it that might say something along the lines of, take this coat, it's free, it's here for you, you're supported by your community, you're loved, Um, just different positive messages like that. And we tie those notes onto the coat. And those coats are then distributed out into the community versus like a a traditional coat drive where one might come to a specific location. We go out into the community with that positive message. And so those coats can be picked up at any location that we drop it off. We'll tie it onto light poles or trees. Um, And so a little bit more accessible for people. And we started this nonprofit Last, it officially became a nonprofit last year, but we this is our third year doing this. So tell me the vision. Was there a moment where you saw something that made you think, you know what, I really want to help out? Was there this certain light bulb moment where you knew this was something you wanted to do? Well, I had seen photos of people doing this in other countries or bigger cities, and I was actually studying at Starbucks, you know, inside with my warm coffee. Right. And I was just looking outside and I was like, I can all barely make it to my car. Right, yeah. <laughs> I cannot imagine having to be outside 24-7 because I don't have shelter or in a home where I don't have um, heat. And so obviously we can't provide shelter for everyone, but we can provide them with layers. And so I thought, why can't we just go out and tie all of the... Um, clothing items onto trees like they do in the photos. And I was like, we can, we can do that. And so we started it and it ended up being really, really successful. All the, most of the coats got picked up. So we just keep doing it every year during the winter months. So we're talking about coats, but there's other items that keep people warm as well, right? Sure. Yeah. So we say item collection, we need heavy coats and I do have to specify heavy, Um, big coats, scarves, beanies, mittens, gloves, and we stick those in the pockets and we do take children's items as well. Mm -hmm. So any of those will do and you can donate them 
Um, this week, actually, we're having an event. We're collaborating with the Foundation of Arts. So from tomorrow or today to uh, Wednesday through Friday, right. from 10 to 6 in the lobby, you can just drop off any of those warm items and they will be distributed in a week. You know what's great about this? As I sit here and I process what you're saying, um, you know, obviously if somebody wanted to go out and buy something brand new, that's awesome. At the same point, many of us probably have stuff tucked back in the back of a closet or in a box in the attic that, you know, we're, we have no use for. We're not really thinking about. We're not actively using it. That kind of stuff, if it's gently used, is very valuable to people in this community. Exactly. And that's a big thing that we focus on is just recycling clothing. So, you know, we all have coats in our closet that we do not wear. I think when we started this, that was some of the first coats that were used were mine and Brent's coats because we did not need them anymore. So it's a way to also kind of let go of some of the things that we hold on to and realizing how much excess that we do have and taking inventory on that and saying, well, I really don't need this because I do have plenty. And that giving component of making sure that somebody else's needs are also taken care of. So if people want to find out more information about Project Warm, I know it has a Facebook page and we can talk about that, but tell me all the ways people can find out more. Yeah. So we have a website, projectwarmnonprofit.com. You can find us on Facebook, of course. We do have our events there. Um, we're on Instagram at project.warm. So any of those you can also send just an email to project.nonprofit at gmail.com. So you can send messages lots of ways. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's what's so neat about this deal is that we all can help. We don't have to have extra money in our pocket. 2020 is tough, man, for a lot of people. We don't have to go out and buy brand new stuff. We have stuff put back and we can help. And there are people in this community who could use that help. Yeah, you don't even have to spend money. Just go through your closet, see what you're not using anymore, and then realize that somebody else could really, really benefit from that. Bethany Davis joins us on the phone this morning. Project Warm on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Kelly and I are both getting ready to hit our yoga poses after talking about yoga. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be called uh, the fetal position, go to sleep pose. No, you can't do that. You got to try. What What's your favorite? What's your favorite yoga position? Uh, gosh, I would say child's pose. I like that one too. Yeah, that's the it's, one. It's the resting pose. It feels the best. Or the one at the very end where they come around and they put the that really cold towel on your head. I forget. It's like the very end pose, and you're like literally on your back, oh, not having to do anything. It feels good. Yeah. So anyway, yoga. We're I really have, do like yoga. I we're just, gonna have to try that together. I, I think that'd be funny. Yeah, that they would not like us in class together. The idea because we would look at each other and start giggling, and then there'd be a pose that both of us would think was funny, mm-hmm. and then we would giggle. It wouldn't be good. We should do as a group the people who who hang out with us in the morning. We should all do yoga together one time. Whoever's teaching will need to be a saint and because, just laugh with us because yes. <laughs> it would definitely need to be yoga with a twist. Is it still true Mm-mm. that sometimes when you do yoga, no, don't even say, I you make know, funny sounds? No, don't even start that mess. Brandon Baxter in the morning. It is the Kate Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. And we have on the phone this morning the man you need. Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. 
Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, Wet Nose Wednesday. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's everybody doing? We're good. How are you over there? Doing great. I've got a question for Kelly. Okay, oh, go ahead, hey. man. Shoot. Do you know what the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Show and a white belt karate class have in common? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> All right, so the they, Brandon Baxter in the Morning Show and a white belt have in common. Okay. A white belt karate class. Oh, oh, no. Well, what is it? They both have weak punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Kevin Reed from Bedcare. We'll see you later. <laughs> who who comes on someone else's show and insults him? It. Can you imagine somebody going on midday with Diana Davis and then making fun of Diana Davis? I love it. Why does it happen to me? <laughs> Perfect. Can you imagine? There's Diana on television, and she's being all sweet and proper. And, and they're like, he's, she's insulted. Yeah, and she gets insulted. It yes. wouldn't happen. He wouldn't do that, but he feels like he can do that to me. Because it's fun. That's probably why I've never been invited to her show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee if she heard that, you ain't going. <laughs> so you were telling me, and I can't, I can't, I'm afraid I'm going to get the word wrong. You want to talk to us about felines. You want to talk to us about cats. And what was the word you were telling me you wanted to talk about? Vestibular syndrome. Try that, Kelly. Testicular syndrome. <laughs> no, vestibular. Vestibular. Oh, oh. Not testicular. Oh, I don't have my, my headphones turned up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Different things on the brain today. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you okay, Kelly? Brandon didn't I'm take good. a dose of testosterone yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am good. That is okay. not, this is unacceptable. Oh, gosh. And to make it uh, even worse. Yeah, good one. <laughs> okay, so anyway, vestibular syndrome. What is yes. vestibular syndrome? Oh, this is a very dramatic presentation, and it's usually in older cats, and it's where usually a, a, a generally healthy and agile cat suddenly seems to be having trouble getting up on all four of its legs or maintaining its balance. And uh, if it tries to stand, it may fall back down. It may have a head tilt to one side, and its eyes are darting back and forth kind of wildly. And um, this can happen all the, you know, very acutely. Mm -hmm. And what we see, and we don't really know, know the cause of it, but in geriatric cats, sometimes they will have this develop suddenly, and it seems to be related to or originating in their inner ear or the, the part of the brain that controls balance. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens is this comes on and, and you know, these, these cats uh, come in and they present like this. Some of them are experiencing it so badly that they're almost, you know, they can't stand at all. They're almost like turning somersaults. Uh, and it can even cause uh, vomiting just from like motion sickness type type uh, uh, symptoms. And um, we, like I said, we don't know the cause, but it seems to happen more often in the fall and winter months. And there's other things that could cause similar presentation, like a middle or inner ear infection, or uh, a tumor in the ear or in the brain affecting that part of the balance uh, the balance uh, mechanism. But um, they, um, the, unfortunately, the good. Unfortunately, the good news is that these usually will recover within two to three weeks. Um, you know, if you see a, a gradual improvement day by day, that's a good sign. Uh, 
we typically just recommend, you know, confining the cat because they can't jump, they can't climb steps without the possibility of hurting themselves. So it's best to keep them either, you know, hospitalized at a a veterinary clinic or in a small room or in a kennel or carrier. And, um, you know, there's really not any specific treatment. It's just more of a wait-and-see type type, uh, approach to it. And uh, fortunately, most of them have a very good outcome. And a few cats will be left with a residual head tilt. You know, even after they're recovered, they may have a uh, a right or left head tilt. But uh, for most cases, it's a it's a good outcome. But it's a very dramatic presentation when it happens because they can be normal, you know, five minutes before, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like something suddenly suddenly is uh, affecting them. God, it's crazy. Never heard of that, but that's the information dogs, you get. Uh, there is a geriatric vestibular syndrome in dogs, but we probably see this more commonly in cats, but dogs can, can acquire it too. Dr. Kevin Reed, Wet Nose Wednesday from Vet Care. Uh, Kelly actually believes that she had vestibular syndrome <laughs> when she spent her uh, weekends at the Eagles. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's a good uh, a good um, reference to see what it actually visualize what it looks like. This, yeah, when she is, leaves the Eagles at closing what time. What is happening? <laughs> 2007, man. Okay. Okay. What? He is the man uh-huh. you need. <laughs> Dr. Kevin Reed, man's best friend, our best friend, the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Doc, have a great week, man. Hey, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> right, you so too. You, you never know what you're going to get when he's on. And also, you never know what's going to happen when Kelly tries to speak medical terms. Probably not advised anymore. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, the K-Fun Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. Sarah Munoz is on the phone with us this morning from Arkansas State. The Red Wolves, the Athletics Department, she is the chief. She's the big cheese over there. Yeah. And uh, in her I office. I not go that far. No, no, you told me the last time that we talked that you thought you had more uh, stroke than Terry Mahajer. Oh, wow. No way. <laughs> not a chance. No, but did you tell me, tell the truth. Did you tell me in your office as we were meeting before the football season that you were a big fan of Kelly Perry? I am a big fan of Kelly Perry. That, that doesn't say that she's my favorite. You can't throw that one at me. Hey, no, but, see, I feel like you. I'm a huge Kelly Perry fan. Thank you. She also did tell me that they have, when you go do the football games there, they uh, have actually personally assigned her to you right. because of your diva status. She's like one oh. of the only ones that can handle you. <laughs> That is not true. Yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah, anyway, we have a lot of fun doing A-State football. And it's crazy, Sarah, because as we look at what's happening, you know, it's been a wild season in the final home game. I mean, it's happening this coming weekend, but the final home game of the regular season for Arkansas State football is happening on December the 12th, which seems crazy to me that that's at home. Yes, it's wild that we're at home this late in the season, uh, but we're happy to be playing and happy to have gotten in all the games that we have. So uh, excited to see everyone come out this Saturday. So let's pull the curtain back for just a second. At one point early in the season, we had these discussions on, we just didn't even know if we would have, you know, three home games, four home games. The idea that we got six in is pretty remarkable. It is. Uh, We feel very fortunate that we were able to get those six games. And I know Terry and, uh, Rich worked extremely hard to to make sure that we had those six opportunities to play right here in Jonesboro. 
that our kids had those, or excuse me, our young men had those yeah. opportunities to play, um, and that our fans could come and, and have that similar experience, not quite what they're used to without the tailgating and uh, sitting shoulder to shoulder and yelling as loud as they could all the time. Um, right. But we, we really wanted that for our fans after, you know, all that everyone has been through since last March. Well, we say it every time we do the, the K-Fine kickoff show at the Embassy Suites. Uh, we can't brag on you guys enough mm-hmm. for how you and the team with facilities has made this, I mean, I know it's uncomfortable and it's weird that everybody has to be socially distant in the masks, but man, when you look around and you see how people respond, it really seems like the people who come out to those football games have all joined together. They understand it's a common mission and I'm really proud of the people in that stadium for it going as smoothly as it has. Yes. Uh, all the fans, all the people in attendance have done a phenomenal job from, you know, like you said, facilities who are, um, our ticket takers and our concession services and everyone has just really played their part to help make it happen. So again, it's A-State football in the final home game of the season. I was looking at the forecast a little bit ago. We're looking at, you know, mid fifties, upper fifties, uh, throughout the day, which is, which is nice when you think about December, because I can tell you, we had late November games where the temperatures mm-hmm. were in their thirties here. Yeah. Yes. Extremely, extremely cold. Um, but we're, you know, we're looking forward to it. We've got a few basketball games that lead up to that as well, but, um, I know we're all looking forward to it. So. Can people still get tickets if they want to come out and maybe enjoy the final home game of the season to show this team and, uh, and all those players, the, the support, can they still get single game tickets for this final game? Yes. Single game tickets are still available. Uh, there should be a link available on social media, but they can call the ticket office 870-972-2401 or 2781. There's two numbers. They can also visit the ticket office at the lower red entrance. Again, Sarah Between Munoz. now and the end of the day Friday. Sorry, between now and the end of the day Friday. We're, we haven't been selling tickets on a walk-up basis on game day. Right. They've been advanced sale only, so we can make sure that fans are appropriately distanced with their seats. Yeah, and they all have done a great job with that. Sarah Munoz on from Arkansas State Athletics. Uh, let's talk about basketball for a second because I was just talking to Brennan the other day because um, he kind of he helps to produce me out there at game day. And I'm like, this is the crazy time for athletics marketing because the seasons are crossing over mm-hmm. and you have the end of football, the beginning of basketball for the men and the women. This is a pretty hectic time, right? It gets a little chaotic at times, but we're also usually not playing football this late in December. Yeah. Uh, November is usually our heavy crossover period. We're just experiencing it a little later than normal. So basketball, what do we look like on the basketball schedule uh, playing at home? With basketball, we have got a game tonight at 6 p.m. We have a doubleheader on Friday. Women play at 5, 5 p.m. Men play at 7.30 p.m., and then we're back in the arena again next week for a few games. So uh, we're we're getting into basketball season here right before Christmas. What does basketball look like inside um, First National Bank Arena in a COVID environment? Is, what's different about it? If anyone attended volleyball, our setup is a little similar to volleyball. We've got the bleachers pushed back a handful of rows so that our fans in the stands are an appropriate distance away from the court, but also for our courtside seats and and the select media and radio staff that have to sit courtside, that they're able to push themselves back from the court as well. Um, and then within the sections in the basketball arena, uh, similar to football, people are seated, their tickets are placed in certain spots so that they are distanced uh, in the stands as well. 
And if people want tickets for basketball, I guess the easiest spot for, to go to tickets is is astateredwolves.com, right? Because you can find every sport. Yes, tickets are available uh, online. Basketball is a little different than football. Those came, those are sold on a walk-up basis, lower red entrance, upper red entrance. Uh, so you can you can come tonight and walk up at 5.30 and get yourself a ticket, uh, or you can stop by now. You can call in now and leave them at will call. There's There's a few options. There you go. Support the Red Wolves, man. Everybody is going through, you know, difficult times mm-hmm. and, and the growing pains of COVID. These teams want to play. They want to get these games in. And uh, the staff at Arkansas State's worked very hard to uh, to make sure everything's accommodating to people who, uh, and allow them to come to the games. And we're just excited to have basketball going and then the final home game for A-State football this coming weekend. And we'd love to to end this season with a big win at home. Absolutely, and we can't appreciate what you do enough and what our community and, and the folks of Jonesboro and surrounding areas do for, for us and our student-athletes in our department. Yeah, Sarah Munoz on the phone with us this morning, and we'll see you this weekend, Sarah. Thank you. All right, have a great morning. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you missed any of today's show, you can always go back and check it out on the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. We talked to Dr. Dana Watson from Families, Inc., and we talk all about holidays and new traditions and the, the likelihood that some people are upset that they can't do what they mm-hmm. normally do. We try to talk you through that today on the podcast. Also, we talked to Tammy Dunnigan from St. Bernard's. Free health screenings coming up this week. We talked to Mindy Hendricks about a blood drive, which is taking place in Blyville for the American Red Cross. Bethany Davis was on talking Project Warm. Sarah Munoz from Arkansas State talked A-State football and basketball games this week and details on social distancing in the facilities. And Dr. Kevin Reed, he was on today, man's best friend, our best friend, the veterinarian of choice, of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning radio program. All of that on the podcast today, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast. All right, Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Dr. Seuss, The Grinch musical starring Matthew Morrison from Glee as Ooh, The Grinch will be on tonight. That looks kind of good. Have you mm-hmm. seen it, the previews? Yes. Yeah, I like it. The Masked Singer is on tonight, the holiday sing-along, the season premiere of The Great Christmas Light Flight on ABC, The Greatest Holiday Commercials Countdown of 2020 on The CW, the first season finale of I Can See Your Voice, and on Jimmy Kimmel, Ingrid Andress. All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.